0: Explain for people who don't know what a white pill is. There's the red pill, which is wake up from Matrix, right? Yes. Blue pill, go back to sleep and you'll forget all of this. The black pill is, oh my God, we're all doomed. Yes. The white pill is? The white pill is hope. Now, there's way too much black pill
1: at this network and in...
2: Want to be there for your for your people right now? This is a podcast going on. You know what I'm saying? John here doing my favorite thing on a Sunday afternoon. listening to the American Freedom and God podcast presented by JPF and Associates and the JohnPFox.com training portal and classroom where we share commentary, wisdom, and counsel this is the weekly podcast show thank you for tuning in Well, to visit Ohio disaster, a great idea for campaign purposes, and it's just plain genius since uh, it's been quite the disaster. This one is uh, a story on Newsmax, which, by the way, was canceled by AT&T. What? Guys, that's just ridiculous. Because they don't like what's being said on Newsmax. Newsmax—they no longer allow their channel on their uh, cable network or satellite network, whatever it is. And you know, this country is just flat out divided. That's the way it's going to be. I mean, you don't like a news uh, station, they don't like. Next, they're going to cancel Fox News off of uh, AT&T, aren't they? That would be the direct TV connection, network connection, or the satellite. Uh, but. Powered by AT&T, they bring in fiber optic cables to, to a lot of their customers these days. Many of, of them are still using the older DSL lines or uh, connection. And believe me, that one will drop the ball every time when you're webmastering. And that is exactly what it did to me. Since uh, I don't, since I take care of a property where I live and I'm more like a renter, um, I don't control that part of things, but believe me, I don't rely on AT&T. I'm going to put that out there because I was backing up as a webmaster and an e-commerce website, uh, you know, controller. I was backing up all the folders that makes the website it has all the code in it. It makes the entire website, both the administration dashboard area and the front end of the site that the customers see. And so we're backing up all these folders. It's not only taken insanely long to upload to download all these folders to a folder on my desktop. Um, The prospect of re-uploading it, should you ever need to, uh, was just as bleak as the process of trying to download it all using AT&T's connection here. So what I did was I stopped using it. I went and got the equipment you need for Xfinity. Um, and had them come out here and connect a cable wire, drill a hole through my wall. And I haven't had a problem doing webmastering since. So that's ATT for you. And they cancel people that don't like what they're saying. It's kind of like YouTube, I guess. Senator Kennedy does a speech, White House negotiations. It's, uh, it's on that subject, wanting to know if they are going to be able to accept the invitation. And he points out. What's going on there that Joe Biden keeps saying about Republicans in both well, in Congress and he's saying these things and it's just not true. So we're gonna listen. we're gonna see what Senator Kennedy is trying to say there, John Kennedy. Um and then oh, I, I brought today Glenn Beck Podcast Soundbite. We're gonna talk a little bit with uh one of his guests, Michael Mollis, uh on the divided America. And basically what Michael's trying to point out, you know what? The division right now is a good thing. It's not that we need all this, but it might be for the better. The Lord, everything God does is for the better ultimately. Um, And for our hope message, speaking of which, God has blessed us with a great scholar in this uh, flesh and bone life we're all living. This is, today's date is uh, February 19th, 2023 um and our lord has blessed us in these times with a guy named greg laurie greg has gone through a lot in his life and he's starting to reveal it these are things i never re- realized i've just been listening to his sermons over the years and i didn't know all this you know it's kind of like with mike Lindelli when he was telling you he used to be a crackhead and now he's this very successful person that's being canceled by everybody that doesn't agree what he says uh Greg uh also has put out there we're gonna let the sign go by guys and we'll get back to last saying. Greg Laurie has put out there uh something very revealing about his past how he made his wife. He's got a movie coming up, and I don't have the details right now. We're gonna try and get that for you. But today he'll be talking about the Rapture and Revival. Harpozo Rapturous It just it's it's Latin and Greek for to receive or to capture or to capture up or to snatch up, Harpozo, harpazo, uh rapturous. He's going to go into those two terms, and he's going to point out. You know, the Bible never really says the word rapture, but it does. Uh, it does interpret the Harpozo words, and uh, rapturous uh, is another word for Harpozo So it does interpret that. The, the theologians, uh, Corinthians, some of the other scriptures. And it just means to receive, to snatch up, to be caught up with. The Bible does tell us that's going to take place. We're going to be, anybody who's still alive that's a believer is going to get caught up in the air. Anybody that was uh, a believer that passed already and is uh, in heaven already will be joined, will be joining Jesus and will be joining, being caught up during this Harpozo period, or what we like to interpret as the word rapture. Yes, people are going to argue with you about that, but there's the answer if they ever do argue with you. The Bible does say we will be caught up. And that, my friends, means raptured. We will be rapturous. Oh, okay, let's get on with this. So today we're going to be talking about those things. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the American Freedom of God podcast. I am your host. My name is John P. Fox. I have been doing this out of the labor of love and a passion for being able to bring to you... Well, on one hand, I like doing it, and on the other hand, I like bringing the information. (laughs) I'm hoping it can help somebody out there. I'm going to show you how you can subscribe, rate, and review the podcast real quick as part of this monologue, and then we're going to get right to it. So I think if I just open the browser, I can get uh, the information I need. Yes, absolutely. Oh, by the way, guys, you can watch this program anytime you want. Um, I do run this little cameras sitting up on the shelf pointing down at me uh you make me small, no (laughs) but anyways yeah i don't have the grace of quitting yet but that's coming so we got this little camera on and we call it the ditto cam that's taken after what rush limbaugh used to call his and so it's the ditto cam and i post it on rumble.com and so just go to rumble.com type in american freedom and god podcast with john p fox i don't even have to say my name um, and it should show right up now you might see other podcasts with the word america in it or american freedom just look for the one that says american freedom and god and rate and subscribe and even throw us a review guys when you do that it it, it gives the sponsors uh Entices the sponsors to want to do, uh, to want to run their, their ad on this show. You know, they, they just go by the numbers. So we need to get those up. We need to get subscriptions going on. And here are the places you can subscribe. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, Stitcher. What else we got on here? Blubbery. It's, it's supposed to say Blueberry, but there's no E. So it's kind of like Getter. TTR, there's no E. And that's uh, so, and I think there's in the makings a couple more. I have yet to get them to get back with me and confirm and cure, and uh, not curate, but, uh, propagate, you know, the, the, RSS feed that I gave them. So and we'll get back to those. But for now, these are the places one more time: Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Android. If you got your Android podcast, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Stitcher, and Blueberry. So that is where you can and you can also subscribe by email. Let's go on over to the World of Insight Podcast. com. No H1X that's podcast. It's a subdomain, podcast.johnpfox.com. Or you can, if you go to johnpfox.com homepage, just click subscribe to podcast and it'll bring you right over here too to that subdomain and uh, you can get on with any one of these platforms and subscribe and I do appreciate it yours truly absolutely appreciates it so we're going to go into today's content guys first a monologue as always I like to get uh, into uh, the monologue based on today's show title what you do is what you believe it's not what you say okay that is the title it has a little subtitle what you do is what you believe. I do things every day. I do these things, and that is what's being seen of me, unless I do it somewhere isolated. Um, it, when I come out of isolation, it is seen what I am doing, and um, it is what you do and what the others see. This is primarily what you believe if you are going out there calling yourself a Christian, but you don't do Christianity, then you're saying things that just isn't true. When you do what you do, that's what the truth is, and that's what the title is all about. So it's not enough to say say you're a believer and a Christian if you never do Christianity. It's an important concept that I need to uh, bring up, and it is today's title. We're going to hear more from this uh, in the sound bites, but just to just to get into it a little bit more, there are people that go, uh, they go to college, they get into the sports, they, uh, you know, they they excel at what they do and they become very very good at what they do, and this is what they believe. Whether or not they believe in God is is. It's irrelevant at this point. We're not asking them that question. What we are seeing is that they believe in showing up every day. They believe in their health. They believe in being a great athlete. They believe in winning. (laughs) And they believe in being happy. Because these are the things they do each and every day. So that is what they believe. And as an observer, we see that. But if they come to you and say... I believe in God. I'm a Christian. I I have always believed in God since I was born, and I am a Christian. Are you seeing that? That's the question. If they're saying it, that's great, and I hope it's true. But are we seeing that? And uh, I'm not trying to to tell somebody, but you best do it. (laughs) No, I'm not trying to do that. I'm just saying, are we seeing that? I'm just wondering. And if you can kind of get through that um, focus, through that lens and see it that way, you'll, you'll begin to soak in the, the, the thing that makes this a special con- concept and conceptual thought is that when we go around every day, if I'm, um, trying to take pictures, uh, out in nature, then I believe strongly in nature and I believe strongly in taking pictures and if i go and start telling somebody that nothing is a coincidence that everything is happening for the better uh and if something shows up in your life and you go wow what a coincidence because that uh i have that same thing over here that nothing and i tell you nothing is a coincidence and then what i'm actually doing is i'm showing you how i believe i'm showing you what i believe so it's it's not so much when you say what uh, tends to become your side of uh, a, a debate or as the opposition, your side of what you're seeing politically, but when you say certain things, that is what you believe and you have convinced yourself, but it's not so much you that's doing the believing. It is the people that are observing you. They're the ones you're showing them what you actually believe. And then you turn around and say you're a Christian, but you don't do Christianity. It's what you do that is the loudest. It's, it's just another way to say actions are louder than words. It's another long, drawn out way to say it. Because sometimes you have to indulge down deep. You know, the, the reporters like to call it, let's do a deep dive on this story. But I'm trying to do a deep dive on the concept of the actions are louder than words. And that's the title of today's episode. What you do is what you believe, not what you say. I like to think that I do what I believe when I'm reading the Bible. I like to think I'm doing what I believe. When I get in my motor vehicle and I drive to the grocery store to grab um, something wholesome to stay healthy, bring it back home and have lunch. I'm doing what I believe I need to do when I pray to the Lord in heaven maybe maybe just before bed maybe before you get out of bed in the morning. I like to I like to pray pretty much throughout each day, day and night and morning. And I believe that I'm doing what I believe when I do those things. And I also think I'm doing what I believe when I Make a song on the guitar or watch the race. The Daytona 500 guys is on today. We're going to be having the Great American Race at 2.30 begin down in Daytona. This city seems very empty right now. Everybody got on I-95 South ahead of the Daytona. (laughs) I don't know. We, We do have a lot of racing fans in Georgia. so But it's kind of mixed here. It's not as much as it is like, say, up in Charlotte. But, uh, the last time I went to the 500, I noticed other people with signs on their cars saying, go, this guy, go, that guy, 43, uh, 24, you know, hooting their horns as they go past you and they know you're going to the same place. Everyone shows up down there in Daytona and they get corralled and all these buses come around it from the parking lot and they all get, go through these, uh, corrals like cattle and they get on the buses and they take them over to the stadium. Or to the raceway, I should say. Do you know there are three times as much room, maybe even four times, just a little over three times as many people at the Daytona 500 than there are at the Super Bowls. Pretty much any genre, any venue for a Super Bowl, there's that many more people at the Daytona 500. And it is the Super Bowl of racing, the Daytona 500. is the All-American Great Race. But I just brought that up because people that are going to watch the race are doing what they believe. Yeah, competition is healthy. It is just like I was saying earlier from the uh this person that goes to college and joins sports. It's a healthy thing to do. They, they treat yourself healthy. They wanna be a winner. They do what they believe. But if you do Christianity, it'll be seen. And when you say those words, it's much better because you're actually doing what you believe, not what you, so much what you say. So you're gonna get people that. you're going to get people in the world that will say certain things it's just not true at all and it, uh greg laurie is going to bring up a little bit of that towards the end times. well it is written that there will be an antichrist and he don't mean that he's anti but so much but that is that it is not the Christ at all, you know, and, and so it's not that he doesn't, this person doesn't like Christ, but this person is pretending by doing the same things, by copying Christ, by having the false witnesses, by, by, by doing what seems to be miracles. He's doing Christ, but he's anything but that. Um. It's talked about in the Word of God. It's talked about in the Book of Revelation. It is talked about in more detail by the scholars like Greg, which we will be listening to in our hope message. So getting right to it, guys, I'm going to take us to our first soundbite. And let's just go ahead and get do a deep dive. (laughs) I'll just play the soundbite and do some commentary on it. I keep hitting the wrong browser. Sorry about that is bound to happen, right?
3: Uh this is really amazing. This news again just breaking that Donald Trump um and apparently uh Donald Trump Jr posted the announcement on Twitter. It's really interesting with criticism of course of the Biden administration saying if our leaders are too afraid to actually lead, real leaders will step up and fill the void. Uh Donald Trump going there again. It looks like on Wednesday Really interesting because, of course, President Biden hasn't been there, nor has Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg. What do you make of this move?
4: Well, the administration is showing its inability to deal both with high-tech and low-tech in the course of the two-week period, Uh, the high-tech of the spy satellites and understanding what their mission is, and the uh, low-tech of the train derailment. And it's just incapable of responding to crises. There's no nimbleness there. There's no ability to adjust quickly on the fly. And I think that um, politically, this derailment and the failure to act on the balloon is going to continue to hurt Biden. I think it'll sink his ratings even more. I think it might even knock him out of the contention in the race because uh, his ratings have been sinking anyway. And they probably go down a few more points with this. The other derailment that happened is Pete Buttigieg (laughs) because uh, he had a promising career in the Democratic Party. All the polling puts him third behind uh, Biden and and, um, Michelle Obama and Buttigieg coming in third. And uh, now I think he's really hurt his image because failing failing to respond, failing to even visit. Uh, But I think Trump's going there is a brilliant stroke. The problem Trump has right now is that there are a lot of people who say, I like Donald Trump, I like what he did, I would vote for him again, I want him to run, and if he does, I'll support him. And then you say, okay, well, who are you voting for? And they say, oh, uh, DeSantis, or I'm undecided, or for Pence, or for Haley, or somebody else. They're not a lot, but they're a group of about 15% of the vote. And Trump otherwise is in the high 50s, with them, he'd be in the 70s, and there'd be no question that he'll be the nominee. And uh, the question is, why? And the best we can do is figure out that it's because voters don't really know that he's running. You know, he announced him and then he was sort of quiescent. He hasn't had a rally. He hasn't appeared in public that much lately. And this is a marvelous way to demonstrate that he is campaigning, he is in the race. And I think it'll help him far more than just responding to the situation and just attacking Biden and Buttigieg on this disaster. I think it'll make evidence to the country and to the people that he's definitely running. He's in it. And uh, you should vote for him.
3: And also, you know, it's interesting, Dick, and you know this very well. I mean, he is somebody who um, likes to talk to people, be up close. Um, That community also there in East Palestine uh, voted overwhelmingly for Trump. Um, He will get a very, very friendly reception. In fact, a lot of them have been coming out and saying, where is the leadership um, how do you think, very quickly, uh, Dick, uh, that that will fare, too, just to see sort of the the Trump up personal with these people?
4: That's, that's a great point. He's not visiting New York City or L.A. He's visiting East Palestine. Am I pronouncing it right? And uh, and he's and there he's very popular. He'll get a hero's welcome, and the contrast between Biden's absence and silence and Trump's presence and engagement. Will be absolutely a stirring event probably one that will have an important impact in the early maneuvering in the election
2: yeah awesome yeah i believe that wholeheartedly that uh, it is a well certainly good idea because yeah the contrasted so the the current administration in the white house they they don't care about this town and they pretty much despise uh, the Palestinian of Ohio there, and the, because uh, he just said that uh, with the numbers during the you know, the last campaign, the last uh, election voting, there was not there was no support for the Democrats in his town, and so they just assumed let them b- crash and burn. And that's why they and even FEMA refused to help them. It's like. It reminds me of when I, the opener of this show, when I was talking about AT&T, uh, dropping Newsmax, uh, the White House is dropping this town. So, so we don't care that there's a disaster there. You guys didn't support us, <laughs> but we're part of the United States. And if we're going to be a united country, then part of being united means come and help immediately your own people that you govern. And then Ben, um, said it best uh, Ben Carson said it best a few episodes ago that the only reason there are certain things you won't do is is if the only reason that can be is that you really don't care about those you govern and you are in the office for some other reason and so it's starting to be that's not starting to be that's been obvious for a long time disaster withdrawal from Afghanistan the border crisis, et cetera, et cetera, just trying to lock up anybody that was there on January 6th that they see fit or at will or at random, raiding all their homes, raiding President Trump's home, uh, raiding this, raiding that. But when you find out that the other side does the same things and 10 times worse, nothing happens, and really just wants, he's in there for different motivation. He's not in there to care about those who are governed and that is so truthful and i wanted to go ahead and bring you the next soundbite pretty much right away we'll talk about it when it gets done as well um so we got a a a little soundbite here from senator john h no john n kennedy sorry about that mr kennedy (laughs) got it wrong didn't we got a soundbite here from senator john kennedy uh he's doing a speech at the uh, floor of the Senate and you know the title is he claims Biden's accusation against Republicans are false. So let's go ahead and play this sound bite. let's see exactly what uh, mr. Uh, Senator Kennedy is talking about here.
5: And I hope the president will uh, hope the president will, will accept that invitation. Um, in those negotiations, the president has said, incorrectly in my judgment but he has said repeatedly as have some of my democratic friends that well all the republicans want to do all the republicans want to do in this in these negotiations is hurt medicare and hurt social security now i understand politics we both do mr president we've been doing this for a long time and politically, I understand why the president and some of my colleagues are saying that. Um, it is not true, of course, um, and and I don't think it's beneficial to these negotiations. But but the fact that the president is saying this and saying, "Well, you 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 Republicans want to hurt Medicare," for example, I find to be quite ironic. Extraordinarily ironic. Maybe even a tad hypocritical. In Washington, D.C., you have to watch what people do, not what they say. In the waning days of the last Congress, once again, watching what people do, not what they say, President Biden who has accused members of my party of wanting to hurt Medicaid, tried to cut, or, or wanting to hurt Medicare, tried to cut Medicare himself. The Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services, CMS as we call it, as you know, Mr. President, every year proposes a, a what's called a physician's fee schedule for doctors who treat Medicare patients. If you're a doctor and you have a Medicare patient, you don't get to send the federal government a bill for whatever you're, you're, you think your services are worth. That's not the way it works. Medicare every year through the Center for, for Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services, CMS, CMS every year proposes a physician fee schedule. They, they tell the physicians, this is what you can charge and not a penny more.
0: What happens when the prostate enlarges and the urine channel gets tight? You have an enlarged prostate. Do this five seconds.
5: President Biden's CMS last year proposed to cut all physician payments, all provider payments by 4.5%. He didn't want to lift up Medicare. He wanted to cut it, not Republicans, the president. Now, why is that important? Well, a lot of physicians won't take Medicare anymore. Because they say, well, and, and they won't take Medicaid either for that matter. They say, we just can't, we, we can't turn a profit. We're not looking to make, say the physicians, obscene profits. But we've got, we're in the middle of inflation. Healthcare inflation is, is as real as anything else. We're paying more in rent. We're paying more for, for our nurses. We're paying more for supplies. And the Medicare fees... That we're paid to treat folks on Medicaid, Medicare are not. Uh, they're not keeping up. They're just not. And so here comes President Biden through his Center Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services CMS. Here comes President Biden, the champion of Medicare. He proposed a four and a half percent across the board cut for every physician treating Medicare in America. That's 900,000 people in my state. So I'm sitting there listening to this, hearing the president say all Republicans want to do is hurt Medicare on the left hand, but on the right hand, he's trying to cut all the physicians and other providers in the program. We have 900,000 people in my state and program, by 4.5% in the middle of raising inflation. I just found that
2: extraordinary. Yeah, good point. Good point. So, basically, believe what they do and not what they say. And that is so true with anybody in in this administration now. Believe what they do, not what they say. Buttigieg, President Biden, any of them. You can just see what they do. Again, it's not just a philosophy. It's a fact. It is a, a manifestation of existence, if you can put it like that. Everything that people do is, in a sense, and essentially what they believe. If you, I, I'm not picking on anybody for, uh, you know, gender or orientation or you know, any kind of, uh, where, where you come from in the world, in any kind of way. I, I'm not looking down at them. I'm not looking up at them. I'm just saying, essentially, it is a fabric of existence that everything you do, that is what you believe. And so, when it comes to D.C., especially, watch what they do. You will go home having learned what they believe. And then when they talk, maybe not listen so much because it's not mattering. It's just politics. So Senator Kennedy points that out and he does it in a fine way. He's using the example of Medicare and Medicaid, the CMS um, agency of the government. And he's using that as his example, but the example is universal. It goes for anything. I want to say that I was thankful and still am thankful to all the doctors, no matter how many hundreds of thousands he said he has in his state. I think it was about seven. But in our state, there's probably a, a large number as well. And in every state, otherwise, how would we treat one another when we're sick, right? So I am very thankful for every doctor that accepted Medicare and Medicaid um, in this state for from Mary my wife and the reason is the medicaid and the medicare that that she was a member of took care of literally a huge amount of dollars literally took care of it for her that she might live a few more years and she's gone now but it bought between uh, the money and the grace of god she was around longer then you know a person would be with the same failures, you know the, the the problems he had, and it was because those doctors and those purchases of dialysis, the ongoing purchases of the treatments like that, is what bought her the extra years, and it came from what I used to think of as this great country. I'm starting to find that there's uh, they're trying to take a hatchet and chop. The greatness and make a division there so that you can say, you want to be this big headed, conceited, great country person, or do you want to be this? I'm, I'm liberal, I'm woke, and I care about trans, and I care about, um, you know, all, all race, and I care about the, the climate. And so, you know what? It's not really, that's not really what the division is about. What the division is about is the fact that if you chop the ways of the united nation if you chop it and make division people just out of general public psychosis are going to start picking sides i just realized that on the american freedom and god podcast i want to always hang on to not only friends friends relatives family you want to hang on to freedom if the division says if i go on this side i'm going to have to give up freedom then I'm going to wind up going on this side where I can keep the freedom. So they say, like with Governor Ron DeSantis down in Florida, you are free when you come to Florida. Your company is, your your entrepreneurship is, uh, all the things that you want to do, what type of car you can drive, it's all free when you come to Florida. Go to some of these other states, and you're not free at all. You're going to be told what you can and cannot do, uh, along with blackouts, rolling blackouts, you know, where the we're trying to get these windmills to provide. And this chopping of the united people makes them divided people. And it forces through public psychosis for each and every one of us Americans, it, it forces you to choose what side of this division you want to be on. It's, it's not like you, you can get in the middle somewhere and be all right. You're, gonna, you're either going to be over here or over here. When Jesus was walking along um, on his way to go to Jerusalem, but he was going first to put the life back into Lazarus. He was going to raise Lazarus up. He's going to do this miracle. Lazarus has been dead for four days. The Jews wanted to kill Jesus during, the, during that time. He was kind of having to stay away from most of the Jews, but they had heard that he gave a blind man his eyesight back by spitting into the sand and making mud and putting it on his eyes and then telling him to go wash that off. And when you do, you will see. Then the Pharisees got all upset. If this guy continues to do miracles like this, then we will no longer be... Um, in the, in the synagogue and, and have the glory of the people. It will start to shift over to this man who's calling himself the son of God. And see, see what happened there? There was division there. There was huge division. I'm going to continue reading in the book of John and when I get to the, uh, I'm sure we're going to get to a part where pretty soon they're going to get their way and they're going to take out this man calls himself Jesus. He is, he is going, it is inevitable. That is the reason he came to begin with. However, this stoning of Jesus and killing him of the Jews and the Pharisees, killing Jesus it is not his time and this is not the way he's going to go. So therefore he hides from them and he continues with his disciples and followers that do want to believe. He continues with them, though he has to hide from many others. This is a division. It went on then, and in the United States, there is a division that's going on now. So, if we don't be, if we're not careful, if we don't start being mindful of some of this stuff, I mean, you need to go about your daily life and be happy and do fun things. But, don't forget what's going on around you, too. So, be mindful of it. We could end up being the divided states. We don't want that, do we guys? It's going backwards in time. You know, capitalism is not hurting the climate. Get the book, I forget the author, I just know the name, Apocalypse Never. Apocalypse Never. Get that book and read it from cover to cover. If you truly think we're doing something that's killing uh, the, the earth, it's happening uh, other parts of the earth. 20 times more than it's ever happened in the U.S. And capitalism doesn't do that. Capitalism makes entrepreneurs successful and they make tons of jobs. The, the My Pillow guy made literally 100,000 jobs and these people all get paid a nice salary. All you have to do is pay his price for the linen and they get their, their nice salary and all these people have these nice jobs. But if you say, Oh no, I don't like you. Therefore, I won't buy that pillow. And all those people are, are, now divided from you as well. And public psychosis. Read about that more about that from the books from Dr. Robert Malone. I am going now to the final sound bite before we get to the, the hope message. I've got to watch out about time here. Oh, we're doing good. We're doing good. So uh, there is a sound bite I'd like to play for you. Um, and it came from the Glenn Beck podcast. So I don't know if I'm going to be able to play much of this. I'm going to try to get about four minutes of it. Guys, uh, yes, as long as a soundbite should ever play, sometimes they go a little longer, especially the hope message. But, you know, there are news uh, people that won't do a soundbite any longer than, you know, just a few seconds, and, and it's because they don't want to lose... They don't want to lose the attentiveness of the audience, um, and and turn it into somebody else's show. But well, on this podcast, I'm a little different. I, I find it that I, you're gracing my show with your sound bites, and you're giving me the content that a, that the show needs. And of so helping to inform everything that you're saying. Everything Glenn is saying in his podcast is I'm helping to get those words out to you guys as well. And I see it as a more valuable thing. We're just going to go ahead and play a little bit though for you guys. Let's do this now.
0: Please welcome its author and my friend, Michael Malice. So, Michael, uh, I don't read books about (laughs) pills. okay? And and then these three are these four hot babes. I mean, sure. Margaret Thatcher, she's quite a babe. Uh, but so, what's your FMK with them? My FMK, I don't know what that is. I'm too old.
1: Oh, I, I can't really say it out loud. It's. it's <laughs> do you know what that? Do you, do you not know what that? It's a game you play. You give people three choices, and you do FMK.
0: No, <laughs> Mary Kill. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh... Mary, uh, well, not really, maybe Margaret Thatcher, maybe Margaret Thatcher. Anyway, um, explain for people who don't know what a white pill is. Uh, There's the red pill, which is wake up from Matrix, right? Yes. Blue pill, go back to sleep and you'll forget all of this. The black pill is, oh, my God, we're all doomed. Yes. The white pill is. The white pill is hope. Now, there's way too much black pill at this
1: network and in conservatism (laughs) in general. Well, I I mean, I'm serious because this book was partly inspired by The Blaze. I was here last time I was on your podcast Mm -hmm. and when I first started writing this book, it was very different because it was about the thought of Albert Camus, who's a philosopher who's an enormous Mm -hmm. influence on me. And I was going off to see Stu and I think he was in the middle of stabbing someone or something as he's <laughs> wont to do. I don't remember at the time, right. blood everywhere, yeah. everywhere. And they were going on about how, you know, Biden's a communist or something like that. And I was thinking to myself, do you guys know, and America's going to hell in handbasket, which I don't disagree with per se, but what I had an issue with was this idea of, do you guys know how bad it can get, right, before like when you say it's a wrap. And then I thought to myself. You know, I don't know how bad things can get. Like yeah. how bad can societies so, get? Well just let me just yeah, make one ahead. more point. And the other issue I had is, and th- I remember thinking this very specifically in this studio, the Cold War was the primary a foreign policy issue for decades in this country, mm-hmm. for decades, mm-hmm. it, like literally, not, I don't even know what number two. The Middle East yeah. is probably number two, yeah. but everything was filtered through the view of America versus the Soviet Union. Mm-hmm. Every president, every presidential race, Senate races, this was the big and issue. in my
0: childhood, it was known as evil versus good.
1: Yeah, it yeah. was it wasn't ambiguous, Mm-mm. and this was one in part due to the actions of President Reagan mm-hmm. and Prime Minister Margaret Thatcher and the Pope and the Pope, who's mm-hmm. in, who's yep. f- features in that book, in my book, in that book, my book. And conservatives don't talk about it. And I'm, I'm sitting there, I'm thinking like, we talk about the Civil War. We talk about World War II. This was in our lifetime. Mm-hmm. You can't expect the New York Times to tell the story. Mm-hmm. Why aren't you guys telling the story every five minutes? And then one day, a couple months later, I'm like, hey, jackass, that's how I refer to myself. You tell stories. Why don't you tell that story? Mm-hmm. So, that was part of the story. This mm-hmm. was my message to conservatives about like, guys, this was your Big accomplishment. Like so
0: take I, your bows. So here's the thing that I, I think because I, I saw your interview with uh, Dave Rubin and you said, you know, conservatives don't get it and blah, blah, blah. And I think there's a uh, I'd like to get your perspective on this because I think there's a couple of things. Um, first of all, um, the left has whitewashed communism like crazy, like crazy. We know everything about Hitler and what he did in the mm-hmm. ovens and all of it. But nobody's really on the left. Nobody's ever really taken and looked a deep dive like your book does deep dive into communism. I have the black book of communism. Right. OK, that you want to know what communism is. Read that one. OK, read yours. OK, most people, when you say, oh, well, he's a Nazi, somebody will say, no, he's not. I know. I know. I know. I know. We're not there. But this is the kind of philosophy When they say you're a communist, I don't think nobody ever says, well, he's not really a communist because communism is in this book and the black book of communism, but it's where it starts. It's where it starts. And I have felt, um, I know the white pill in your book. I know, I know the sentiment. And And I know it's true. Here's the thing that I think concerns a lot of people, at least me. I'm a Jew in 1939. Mm -hmm. And you come to me and say, by 1947, Israel's reestablished. Okay. Israel is back. And I look at you and go, okay, that's good. But how do I get from nineteen thirty-nine sure to even nineteen forty-five? You know what I mean? And, th- and this is a deep conversation.
2: You guys can go to the blaze.com uh, podcasts, uh, forward slash podcasts, and you just click on the one that says going back. And it's his latest episode, the moment Michael Malice. So, Michael will get in there and talk about everything Glenn just, the sentiment that Glenn put out there about the white pill and about, uh, how we perceive each other and where, where, it, where it all starts. And, you know, it goes pretty, pretty deep into a deep dive there. They, they have an hour and uh, a little more than an hour here. It looks like an hour and 17 minutes of this conversation. So, you can get that again over at, uh, theblaze.com under podcasts. So I'm going to move on. Now we have to get to our hope message, guys, in the American Freedom and God podcast always includes a message about our Lord. Um, I was talking briefly uh, before we started the Glenn Beck podcast uh, soundbite about our Lord. Now I'm going to go back to it. We're going to bring in scholar and pastor Greg, uh, Greg Laurie from uh, harvest.org, and we're going to go ahead and pay attention to what Greg is trying to say. And let's just go ahead and roll that. Yeah, where is that? <laughs> Let's go ahead and roll that uh, right
6: now. You're
5: there, browse our library of free. E-
6: you're saying, well, Greg, wasn't your timing a little bit off? Yeah, maybe we were a little early, but guess what? It impacted us in the way that we live. And consider this: we've never been closer to the return of Jesus Christ than we are right now. He is coming back again. I still believe it. This is the day.
0: In 2 Peter 3, we read the Lord isn't really being slow about his promise, as some people think. No, he is being patient for your sake. He does not want anyone to be destroyed, but wants everyone to repent. Some people accepted Christ yesterday. Good thing the rapture didn't happen the day before yesterday. Coming up on A New Beginning, Pastor Greg Laurie helps us learn all we can about the rapture, that great event when we're suddenly caught up to meet the Lord in the
6: air. Why don't you grab your Bibles and turn to 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. The title of my message is Revival and the Rapture. So we're talking about the Jesus Revolution. You know, in the day we called it the Jesus Movement, but either phrase is great because you know what? It was about Jesus. It wasn't called the God Revolution, though God did it. It wasn't called the Bible Revolution, though we read the Bible a lot and still do. It was called the Jesus Revolution because it was about Jesus. And sometimes in the church, we forget what our message is. Our message is Jesus Christ. What is a revolution? Generally, we think of a revolution in a negative sense, an upheaval, and it can be that. But this was a positive revolution. A word revolution also means a turning around or a rotating or a returning to something. It's a returning to something. And what is it a return to? It's a return to New Testament Christianity. It's a return to being like the church of the first century that turned their world upside down. That's why we call it a revival. To revive is to restore to original condition. Once uh, someone asked the great evangelist, uh, Billy Sunday, about revival. And he said, they tell me a revival is only temporary. He said, so is a bath, but it will do you some good. And some of you need to take that literally, and I won't say who. No, I'm joking. Um, but, you know, we need a revival. We need a bath, if you will, a cleansing, a, a returning to something that God did many years ago. But the first century church, you know, they rock the world. Uh, It was G. Campbell Morgan who said, quote, organized Christianity that fails to make a disturbance is dead. And that's true. Everywhere the apostle Paul went, there was either a riot or a revival. And sometimes I wonder if it's time to rescue Jesus from modern day Christianity. One person put it this way, and I love it. Revival is when God gets so sick and tired of being misrepresented, he shows up himself. And we're saying, Lord, do that again. And there were some earmarks of the Jesus movement, of things that I remember. Uh, One of them was there was a sense of expectancy in the services. By the way, no one was ever late for church because if you were, well, you wouldn't get a seat. Uh, There was a sense that God is going to do something here in this service. So we came with open hearts and with open Bibles. and, And I think it's very important the way we go to church that we come saying, I want God to speak to me today. I'm open to that. And and it was a move of the Holy Spirit. The Jesus movement was, it was the Holy Spirit of God working through the word of God in the hearts of the people of God. It was a work that he did then, and it's a work he still wants to do today. And there was one other thing we talked a lot about back in those days, and it was the return of Jesus Christ. Uh, it was in a lot of messages. And you're saying, well, Greg, wasn't your timing a little bit off? What was that, 45 years ago? Yeah, maybe we were a little early, but guess what? It impacted us in the way that we lived. And consider this, we've never been closer to the return of Jesus Christ than we are right here, right now. He is coming back again. <laughs> I still believe it. And uh, we're going to see what the Bible says about what I believe is the next event on the prophetic calendar. It's called the rapture. You've heard that before. Some people would say, well, you can't find the word rapture in the Bible. Well, that's true in a way. But you can also not find the word Bible in the Bible, nor can you find the word Trinity in the Bible. And those are all things that we know are true. So let's understand what the rapture is. There's a Greek word harpazo that's used many times in scripture. This word harpazo describes a catching up of people into the presence of the Lord. If you have a Latin translation, it's translated rapturus, where we get our English word rapture from. So I don't care if you call it the rapture or if you call it the harpazo. Hey, call it the great escape if you want to. Whatever you call it, it's a real biblical event. Jesus said in John 14, in my Father's house are many mansions and where we're not so I would have told you. If I go, I will come again and receive you unto myself that where I am, you may be also. That word receive is harpazo. I'll catch you up into heaven. So it is a real event that is coming. And in my understanding of Bible prophecy, it can happen at any moment. Uh, looking at the big picture, I think the next event on the prophetic calendar is the rapture. On the heels of that will be the emergence of a world leader who will be charismatic, he will be a great peacemaker, he will come about with economic solutions. But in reality, the Bible says he will be the Antichrist. And the prefix anti doesn't just mean against, it also means instead of. He'll come as a false messiah. Some people will think he is the messiah. He'll rebuild the third temple in Jerusalem. And then ultimately he will perform what is called the abomination of desolation, where he erects an image of himself and commands people to worship him. And that marks effectively the halfway point of the seven-year tribulation period. The tribulation period ends with the battles of Armageddon, and then Christ comes back in the second coming, and then there's the millennial reign of Jesus. It lasts for a thousand years And then finally, heaven comes to earth, the new Jerusalem, like a bride uh, waiting to meet our groom. And some guys are saying, I don't want to be a bride. You're a bride, deal with it. (laughs) In the church, we're the bride of Christ. That's what the Bible calls us. And so this moment, this event, this rapture can happen at any time. And that brings us to our text, First Thessalonians 4, 16. The Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel and with the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first, and then we which are alive and remaining will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. So shall we always be with the Lord. Therefore, comfort one another with these words.
2: And so, and that is what we like to call the rapture, even though he just read what the actual scripture is. And the English translation of that entire scripture that Greg just said is known as the rapture. So now that we've cleared that up, the sometimes with like if there's a Catholic close by and you're you're speaking with him and you say, Boy geez, you know, there's some time period for the rapture, and I have no idea how long it's gonna be. And it could be another two thousand years, it could be it be another five thousand years. Before this happens, this, this world, uh, could go on and on and on, you know, just God does not see time. John, there's no rapture. Really? Seriously? That's, that's your argument? <laughs> okay, so the Bible didn't actually use that word. Greg points it out very well. We all know that the events that we call the rapture, the Bible clearly does talk of. So you're going to get this new body. You're going to be caught up in with Jesus. If you were still alive, you're going to be caught up with Jesus with the body you still have. If you were dead, you're going to get a new refurbished body. It's going to be more, uh, than it ever was before. You know, that period, time period after that where Greg talked about in the book of Revelation, it says that there will be um, the Battle of Armageddon, and then Jesus will return for, um, a thousand year reign on earth where everyone will live in peace. Lions will lie with, uh, dogs and cats and, and lambs and everyone will be peaceful. There'll be, you know, a thousand years of that. Do you know what gets me is that after that thousand years, The earth will be recreated by God, and it will become the new Jerusalem. It will become heaven. So we will all be in heaven, but it will happen. It's the second or third heaven. We're going to be on this earth one day. All the people in heaven now and all the people that will be in heaven then. The the hardest part for me to wrap my head around being merely a man (laughs) is just how long, how many years will go on and on and on. God sees the present. He doesn't see the past or the future. He always sees the present. He's omnipotent. And so we see, we do see time, you know. How many more? Is it a thousand years? Is it two more years? Who knows? Right, right, with the way things are going right now in government, it could be next year, This this event that we like to call the rapture and the revival. Guys, there is so much to talk about when it comes to this kind of stuff. And I do know that it's promising that at the end of that thousand-year millennium, that millennium of Christ reigning and, and controlling this earth with peace, love, and joy, I do know that at the end of that, it is said and it is written that that devil that was... Going around seeking who he can devour all this time will be cast to the final place that it is going to be and that the God of our, of us, the God of the Christians, the God of Isaac, Abraham, and Jacob is the reigning king. He is the winner of this entire thing that goes on between him and Lucifer is not his opposite. Never think that the fallen angel known as Satan and then all of his followers, the demons that fought, that are known as Satan and the demons, they're all angelic spirits that were cast out of the holy place and they now reside on the earth. Never, never think that he's not powerful towards you, but remember he's not God's opposite either. He can't do the things God can do. He was created by God. <laughs> so you can read about all that in Genesis. You can read about that throughout the Bible, actually. But yeah, um, you gotta know that God wins this battle, and God is love, so love wins, ultimately. So everything you do, guys, do it with love, and you'll find that there is a strength in there that you you didn't, I mean, once you start doing that all the time, you start to say, wow, I didn't realize that this love thing actually does work today, I didn't feel so happy but I remember to do everything with love and I'm starting to get happy again. It's just slow getting up, you know, I'm slow waking up. And this aggravated me, that aggravated me, but I still have this love and it's still gonna be there in everything I do. I'm tired of standing in this line. I'm tired of people cutting me off around the corner with their grocery basket. (laughs) I'm I'm tired of the, the, I'm having road rage every time I try to go at a, a steady pace, someone gets in front of me and goes really super slow all of a sudden those things begin to get smaller and smaller and smaller and your love gets bigger and bigger and bigger and there's this power that grows out of it almost like it's, it's spring has come and it's now blooming. There's this power that you start to possess. When I get to a certain place and somebody sees me They don't really know me, but they work there. I'm coming in as a customer. They remember something about me. And you can sense it every time you get near them and say, Hello, good day. Uh, How much is it? And How are you today? They remember something about you. There's a power in love. Okay, guys, that's it for today. We're going to do it again next week. This is the American Freedom Egg Podcast. Just remember, all the music you hear on this show at the beginning and at the end came from yours truly. The song, I'll Never Be Lonely. And I want to warn you about something. Never write a song that has a title like that unless you're sure because I'm pretty lonely right now. But I know, I know that in my faith, that ain't going to last very long. So the song is called I'll Never Be Lonely. You can access the full version of it over at JohnPFox.com forward slash portfolio. Get in there, find the one that says I'll Never Be Lonely. Click the play button. You can hear the entire song. I hope you like it. Okay, guys, until next week, we'll do it again, and goodbye. This has been the American Freedom and God podcast. Join us every week for the latest episodes. Please subscribe, rate and review the series. Visit us and comment on a blog post at johnpfox.com. Happy listening and remember to always show your awesome. Goodbye.
0: Stupid is, stupid does.